What is up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in here to our week six fantasy Q&A. Uh, my name is Justin Boone. I'm the lead fantasy analyst at The Score. Normally, I would start off by explaining that, you know, my rankings, my content, a lot of that stuff can answer most of your lineup questions. But we don't need to spend any more time on that because we are kind of up against it today here. I got a wedding that I got to hit later this afternoon and tonight. So unfortunately, there's not going to be a, a Friday injury show like we normally do. There won't be one of those episodes this week in the podcast feed. But we will put the audio from this live show on the podcast feed on Saturday like we've been doing. So that's that's the situation here. So I got to try to get through this. But I will be back Sunday. We'll have all the, the rankings updates Sunday morning. Uh, we'll have the Sunday morning Twitter takeover on the score's main account. That's at 10.30 a.m. Eastern like usual. So hopefully you'll join me for that. But there's no time like the present here. So let it, let's just dive in and uh, see who we got, what kind of questions we got this week. And we'll see if we can get to as many as we can. And we will go to Nicholas first here. And as usual, we get the, Hello? the connecting. Oh, we got you, Nicholas. What's up? What's up? Yeah, it's weird. You like your audio cuts out when I guess you like click on the person to speak. Oh, when I let okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, but happy Friday. Wait. Go yeah. Guardians. Um, <laughs> all right, so a couple things. So last week I traded Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and Brandon Cooks for Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen. Which I'm just curious, I guess, what would be your thoughts on that? It did end up making me win because I had to start Mostert instead of Jamal Williams, who scored 20, and I would have lost if I didn't do that. Okay. Um, but I guess just your thoughts on the trade and then also Keenan Allen, like if he's healthy, kind of like what do you think you would be like ranking him week to week, like top 20, top 30 wide receiver? Yeah, as soon as he's healthy, he'll be right back into top 20. He's been a guy that I've been trying to buy low on the last couple of weeks here. And obviously, unfortunately, he had that that setback, it seems like, a couple weeks ago, which caused him to miss last week's game. Uh, but he's back at practice now. I'm not confident that he's going to play this week. I don't have him in the rankings yet. Um, I would imagine that they might hold him out one more game just to be cautious. But once he's healthy, and now it seems like they're going to take their time and actually let him get healthy, yeah, he's a top 20 guy. And it's sort of the same situation with Taylor. Um, as long as this isn't a, a serious high ankle sprain, and the fact that he was back at practice yesterday makes it seem like it was not a high ankle sprain and we're just dealing with a low grade thing. Um, Taylor will be right back up in the the top five as usual when he's healthy. So, and it's probably going to be this week for him. I imagine Allen will probably be next week. So uh, yeah, I really like that trade for you. I think that's a, that's a smart move. All right, cool. Thank you. Appreciate the Good stuff. Feedback. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> hope, uh, hope that helps propel you to a title this year. We will move on to the next one and we will go to, Jay Bakes is up next. And yeah, lots of with the bye weeks happening this week, lots of opportunities to make trades and try to see what you can get done. I talked about that a bit on Wednesday's show. So definitely take a look around your league, especially the teams that have losing records and they got guys maybe on bye this week. You could take a look at them and try to pry away some of uh, their stars potentially if they can't afford to lose another game and can't afford to have them on by uh, Jay Bakes. We are having that connecting issue like we've had with some other folks. So unfortunately going to have to move on here to the next one. And we will go to Brandon Swayze. Did it go through there, Brandon? No, give me one more shot at it here. That is because Brandon is gone. All right. We're going to Jordan next. Not sure if uh, 
that's an, a tech issue here that's causing people to, to drop out before they get their question in or hey, we're cool. you know, we've had some of the connecting issues a few times in the last few weeks. Last week I got outright dropped. Jordan, what's, what's up? going on? How you doing? I'm doing real well. Very excited to attend a, a wedding tonight. Uh, How about yourself? Weddings are fun, man. Uh, quick question for you. Friday wedding's a little bit different. I'm yeah. not used to the Friday wedding. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good for me during football season because I can actually let loose tonight man. and uh, recover a bit tomorrow as opposed to if it was on a Saturday night and I was getting up early Sunday. So. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I noticed in your uh, rankings you got Mike Williams at 12, and Christian Kirk at 14. Uh, news just came out. Mike Williams practiced today. Would you move Kirk? Uh, above Mike Williams, if he's a go, I mean, if I, sure. I'm sorry, Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen came back to practice. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So, um, would you move Mike? Williams no, I I don't think that Keenan Allen is 100 percent healthy at the mm -hmm. moment. So I still think there's a good shot they're going to play it cautious and and not have Keenan Allen out there this week. And if he does go, I don't think he'll go on, on full snaps in this okay. one. So it's very very close between Kirk and, and Mike Williams. But I would still give Mike Williams the, the slight edge in that. Okay, way. cool. I appreciate it, man. Hey, have fun tonight and be safe, okay? Appreciate it. Take care. Have a great you weekend. Too. Good luck in that matchup. Hopefully Mike Williams comes through for you. He's been absolutely killing it lately. Uh, we will go to Mel next. Yeah, Mike Williams, just awesome. To see a guy that, you know, sort of a delayed breakout. We saw big things from him in the past. Mel, there you are. We got you. What's going on? Hey, man. How you doing? Are you there, Mel? Had an alarm go off just now. That's that's how we're doing. Hopefully nobody heard that one. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing? Cool. Pretty good. I'm sitting with Njoku and Goddard, 12 point or 12 team, half point PPR. I got a trade request to flip Goddard for Pitts. What do we think about the upside long term on Pitts? I mean, I think right now you got two good are you talking about like a dynasty league, sorry? Just season long redraft. Yeah, so I think you're in a pretty good spot right now. And to be honest, I normally don't carry two tight ends. Um, so I'd probably be looking. There's going to be a lot of managers in your league that are hurting at tight end right now. I would be looking to move either Njoku or Goddard and get a, a piece at a different position or package them maybe with one of your receivers or one of your running backs and try to upgrade at one of those spots. Uh, I wouldn't really waste your time grabbing another tight end because right now you already have two guys that are in the top five top six like Njoku has been playing fantastic and you figure if we see Deshaun Watson come back down the stretch that could only be good things for him too so um I, I really think that you're in a good spot at tight end like right now for me I would have Goddard ranked the highest out of all those three guys um in season long he's been fantastic he's been really consistent too so I'd be trying to really package Njoku with somebody else in your roster and see if you can upgrade at another spot cool appreciate it thank you no worries and yeah, I still have hope for, for Kyle Pitts, but right now the state of that offense, that's the big concern. Are they going to give him enough work out there? We're going to give Brandon Swayze another shot here, see if we can get that connection done this time. But yeah, that's the biggest issue at the moment. It's not Pitts' talent. He's got all the talent in the world. If he was getting the volume, we'd see big numbers, but that's the case for a few tight ends that they have the talent, but uh, you know, if they're not getting the, the targets thrown their way, they're not going to be able to to put it all together for fantasy. Hello. Brandon, what's up? How you doing? Good. Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How can I help you? Yeah. Thanks for all your help this season and the past seasons. I um, had a quick question about a trade that I made yesterday. I had to okay. put the trigger on it. Uh, it was 
Tom Brady, Kamara, Ken Walker. Um, I said Tom Brady, Kamara, Ken Walker, David Montgomery, yep. and Cortland Sutton. And I got back. This is a Jay monster Linder. deal. What is coming back? Holy. <laughs> it is. It is. And I was nervous losing all the, the running back depth, but. It was uh, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Austin Eckler, and Garrett Wilson. And I, I used your trade value chart, and it had me slightly yep. losing. So I kind of wanted to break on it since kind of hard to use the well, You're cutting it out there, Brandon. You said it's kind of hard to use the trade value chart. I'm guessing the end of that sentence was when there's uh, that many pieces involved. <laughs> yeah, sorry. About I can hear you now. Yeah, you're, you're back. Okay. No worries. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that that trade, when it's that many pieces, it kind of comes down to what that does for your lineup. Like, what is your what does your starting lineup look like now after that trade? Yeah, so I I still have Godwin at the – like, the depth. It, there's not, like, a whole lot of depth. I just have, like, a lot of running back handcuffs and Isaiah McKenzie, really, so – so no, but what does your what does your starting lineup look like now? So you made that trade, you got the Jalen yeah. Hurts side, correct? Yeah. So my starting lineup now is Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Brees Hall, AJ Brown, Stephon Diggs, Tyler Higby, and Flexing Godwin. But I don't have like a lot of depth now. Yeah, I I think you're okay. Like you'll have to be aggressive on the waiver wire and make sure you keep getting more depth pieces, but. That's the kind of trade I like doing. You gave up a lot. Don't get me wrong. You got a really nice upgrade at quarterback, which is important this year because you want one of those top three or four guys. Um, and I, I hate giving up, you know, a, a Kenneth Walker right before he's probably going to increase his value even more now that he's starting. Um, but as far as your starting lineup goes, like it's pretty tough to beat at the moment and you might get some injuries. So we'll see how that works out, but you can't really plan for that too much. So as long as you're aggressive on the waiver wire and you keep grabbing those pieces that could turn into more depth that you could potentially trade or that could just back up your guys through bye weeks and stuff, I think you're in a really good spot. That That's what I'm trying to do right now in a lot of my teams. If you have that winning record, you want to cash in all those pieces to try to upgrade your starting lineup. And you can do that a little later in the season. You can do that sort of halfway through the season. Um, but the earlier you do it, all that, that matters then is you got to make sure that you keep getting those, those new players on your bench. You could step in if need be. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I tried to do as well. I guess I was kind of nervous too, about Walker potentially splitting more than people think. And I wanted to like not try to sell him when the stock goes down, but I guess it could go up too. So, Yeah. Fair enough, but you're also moving on from some guys like, you know, moving on from David Montgomery. Now is probably the time to do that because as the year goes along, we could see him lose some of those touches. I mean, just based on what everybody saw last night, I mean, Khalil Herbert brings quite a bit of juice to that backfield and Montgomery's kind of just getting it done on volume. So I think it was a smart move and and I hope that you get some some good health the rest of the way. You get that injury luck and you don't get your starting lineup decimated now that you're a little short on depth. But overall, I like that move for you. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, thanks, Justin. Appreciate it. Yeah. No worries. Good luck. Yeah. Anytime you can make a deal to get, I mean, either 
if you can get one of those top three or four quarterbacks, or if you can get one of the top two tight ends, like that is very difficult to make happen to try to pry those guys away from other managers. So if you can make that happen in a trade, you're probably going to win the trade in the end. Going to Harris next. Hey, Justin, love the show. Um, I have a question on a trade I just did. Um, I traded away T Higgins and Jamal Williams uh, for Joe Mixon and AJ Dillon. Uh, T. Higgins and Jamal Williams for Joe Mixon and A.J. Dillon. Yeah. Okay. So, um, again, T. Higgins was my wide receiver one. I have Gabe Davis, Alan Lazard, Thielen, and Pickens as my starting, like, two flex and two wide receivers. I'm thinking, like, uh, should I try and, like, use one of my other running backs? I have Cam Akers and A.J. Dillon and maybe package with one of the receivers and try and upgrade. Yeah, if you can do that, I, I definitely would go for that. I mean, I like the initial trade for you. I like getting Mixon right now because I think he's undervalued, like in terms of, you know, his usage and, and his underlying metrics of what he can do in that offense if they start to improve a little bit here, which I imagine they're going to. Um, I really like Mixon as a piece that you could pick up. And T. Higgins, as fantastic as he is, I hate this injury sort of lingering for him. Now, he got back to practice today. That at least gives him a shot to potentially get out there this week. But um, yeah, you hate to see a, a skill position player, either running back or receiver, end up with one of those ankle injuries, especially when it's a, a receiver. So I like the initial trade for you. And yeah, I think you're you're going about it the exact right way. Now I would try to package uh, Dylan or, or Aker. I mean, if you could package Akers and get something good in return for him, definitely do that because I don't think Akers has the the ceiling that Dylan has. We know that if, if Aaron Jones goes down, A.J. Dylan's got that top five, top 10 ceiling where Cam Akers, I just don't think there's anything that's going to happen this year that puts him into that realm. Maybe next season when he's further removed from the Achilles tear, but this season it's going to be a, a nightmare scenario for that Rams backfield. Yeah, my only concern is selling low on Akers. <laughs> I, I don't challenge. think that you're selling low. I, I don't think you're selling low at all. I don't think his value is going to go up this season. I think it would be, you know, it would be next year by the time that I think we would see him start to do something that would increase his value. Yeah, that sounds good. Thanks a lot. Yep, good stuff. Next up here, we'll keep moving along. Going at a good clip today. Trying to get as many in as we can. Going to Jay Swan. A lot of Jays. We had Jay, Jay Bakes, Jay Swan. Jay Swan, what's up? Hi, Justin. Hey, yeah, how's it going? Great, thanks. You know, I just, uh, our first time chatting, I want to let you know and, and thank you for all the great work you've done over the years. You've helped me win champ many league championships over the years and and providing this for free. You know, I, I know people are going to hate this, but man, it's uh, best, best bargain in fantasy football. Thank you for all the work you do. Well, I, I appreciate that. You can also thank the score. They are the ones that make that decision to give it out for free, not me. So definitely thank them for that. Brilliant. <laughs> and I'm, I'm happy that you're a fellow Bills fan as well. Uh, right I on. have a, a tough question. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a strong team this year, undefeated, actually. And and um, it's a 10-team league that uh, always picks up a backup quarterback and tight end. And I do have a backup quarterback, but I've, I've, I feel like I should pick up a backup tight end just to hedge my Andrews. Uh, roster just in case of injury and just looking ahead of his okay. week 10 by uh, TJ Hawk. I'm sorry. Friermuth was dropped because of, I guess his injury this week, thinking about picking him up. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure who to drop uh, half PPR. I've Wilson, Garrett Wilson uh, Pickens and DJ Moore. And I, Ooh. yeah. And I would really like <laughs> to keep that backup tight end because I don't think all the other tight ends are, 
are, you know, low end tight end twos, you know, the, uh, I, th- I think Hurst, for instance, is is, is gone. So it's a, a, there's not a lot in the tight end landscape. And I'm, I'm afraid if I don't take advantage of that now, I'm going to be left behind as the season goes forward. What would you do? Yeah. Well, my first recommendation whenever it's, you know, multiple bench guys and I don't want to drop any of them. My first recommendation is trying to do a two for one trade where you're moving two of those guys to try to get a, a better piece. And then that way you're freeing up a roster spot and you can even factor that into the trade, right? Where in your mind, they don't know this, but in your mind, you're trading two players for their player and for Fryermuth, right? So it can kind of factor in a little bit there. If you don't think that you're going to be able to do that, then it really just becomes a coin flip because I have all those guys kind of ranked in the exact same area, like in the trade value chart. They're, yep, I know. You know, a point. Yeah, they're like a point or two apart. So you're kind of just uh, playing a bit of a, a guessing game there. And that's why that makes it tough, because like I always talk about, it's a game of probabilities. And often when we're talking about rankings or rest of season values, when guys are that close together, I know sometimes people want to go. You know, you got this guy ranked over this guy. Why? And it's like, well, if he's one spot above him, that means my projection is almost identical, right? Like, it's not like I hate one guy and like the other one. So um, that makes it really tough to sort of put the chips down and just go with one guy there out of that group. If I had to, this is going to sound crazy, but if I had to, I would probably drop DJ Moore at this point. And I hate it. And I hate it especially because we don't know what's going to happen with the quarterback change here. And maybe they'll do something different now, different coach. And, you know, maybe they'll pepper him with targets more this week and he'll get it done. But based on what we've seen from that offense so far this year, I'm not feeling great about that passing attack or that they really have the the quarterback in-house who can unlock DJ Moore this season. So I would aim for the upside of a Wilson and of a Pickens and that they could sort of, you know, Develop their roles and grow into more of a you know a fantasy star, or fantasy starter at least um, in the second half of the season. But it's a very tough decision to make. I agree with you that you should go and get Fryermuth um, if it is a league where everyone's going to grab backups. And I think Fryermuth's a good pickup because when he's back, it's probably going to be a top ten tight end, right. and then that becomes a pretty good trade piece for you because there's going to be teams out there that need help at tight end, especially if we get some injuries coming up. So he's somebody that I would add. I mean. To give you an example, I picked up Dalton Schultz after he got dropped a a few weeks back in one of my leagues, and I was able to turn around and trade him. And I mean, obviously, he hasn't given up much, uh, you know, fantasy wise since he's come back. But just the value of what he could be to a team that really needed help at tight end. uh, He helped get me another another deal done. So, um, yeah, that would be my play. But I wouldn't feel confident about dropping more. It's just if you really had to put a gun to my head and force me to pick, uh, he's the guy out of those three that I would go with. Could I ask you a follow up? Of course. Um, you know, I, I think your logic is was similar to mine. Uh, you, you know, I, I'm afraid. Of, uh, you know, I thought DJ Moore could almost serve as like a suicide drop as well. But I was afraid that if if Darnold comes back, we'll probably see the 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 better performance, fantasy performance from Moore. Garrett Wilson seems to be in a situation where the the passing over expected is much lower. Then it was with Flacco. So I was thinking about Wilson as well, um, because there might not be enough um, um, passes to go around. And we're kind of seeing that the past two weeks, unless Wilson take, uh, Zach Wilson takes a jump. So those were the two I was leaning towards. And the, fr- the problem is, I think you had Pickens ranked the lowest, which makes sense. But he seems to have the most upside potentially. So it was really hard to, to I can make an argument for, for dropping any of the three or keeping any of the three. 
Yeah, I pulled it up right now. I have Wilson one one point ahead of Pickens and Moore, who I actually have tied. And I, I technically in the the rankings, I have Moore the lowest, but um, him and Pickens are, are tied in terms of value. But really, all three are almost tied in terms of value. So I think you could make an argument for any of them. I always tell everybody, trust your gut. I mean, if you feel like Wilson is the one to to drop there, I'm not really putting up a, a huge argument. Um, I think all three of those guys have a chance to do something the rest of the season, but. When you look at what DJ Moore even has done the last couple of years, you also have to factor in that McCaffrey's missed so much time the last couple of seasons too, right? So right. that also has increased his volume. And now with McCaffrey healthy this year and with the offense not looking great, it's insane that we're talking about Sam Darnold potentially being the guy who could help him uh, after Darnold was somebody that, you know, definitely wasn't making that offense uh, move any better in the last year. But um, yeah, I think you make an argument for anything. If you feel good about Wilson and you want to, go that way i'm not gonna fight it just for me if i was picking it would be more as tough as that is good stuff justin thanks again for all your great work over the years i appreciate appreciate it i appreciate you saying that and good uh good talking through some of that stuff that's why i like these because sometimes you know if i'm just giving you a, a quick you know one word answer um on twitter like when we're doing the uh the takeovers and stuff on sunday we got alerts coming in here couple of the Colts guys out, nobody on offense. Make sure you're following the score for all the, the updates, all the notifications that you can get. Going to Kevin next here. Kevin, I think you're muted. Oh, thanks, Justin. Really appreciate you doing this. Um, I, I think I have the worst luck in fantasy football, but I wanted to just, <laughs> well, I've played 11 straight years. I've never finished higher than second place. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. But not, not because I'm not using your your advice. But I'll, I'll be quick. So we play in a 12 team redraft half PPR, uh, but it's an auction league. So I have Lamar. I had uh, and I drafted Pitts, Barkley, um, and McCaffrey. So I recently okay. I recently flipped McCaffrey and DeAndre Hopkins for Cup and T Higgins. Um, the okay. problem is I have a really weak uh, wide receiver core, which has actually, I'm only three and two, so I'm in like seventh place in the league. But now I have Cup, George Pickens, Rondell Moore, Garrett Wilson, Bateman, Higgins. The problem is I got a bunch of guys who are banged up. Um, and and I managed to flip uh, Melvin Gordon for Zach Ertz. So at least Pitts is sitting on my bench. And so my question for you was sort of, I, I, I proposed a trade to the... Um, Josh Allen owner with uh, Jackson, T. Higgins, and Kyle Pitts because he has Hawkinson for I think C.D. Lamb and um, and Josh Allen. I don't think he's going to take it. He barely checks his messages. Uh, so, <laughs> and I also don't think many Josh Allen managers <laughs> probably are move not. Josh Allen at but, this but, point. But, but. <laughs> but the interesting thing is he auto he auto drafts every year and he's in first place again this year, which actually tells wow, us, okay. which actually tells us the Yahoo auto draft algorithm isn't half bad. But anyway, anyway, so so my question would be for the last receiver to play uh, roulette, should I do Rondell Moore, Wendell Moore? I just dropped Elijah Moore because I, I waited on I had Juju as well. So I had all these second-class WR2 to 4s that, that just couldn't produce. And so now I'm banking on these rookies, which may or may not be a great idea. Um, and so my running backs are Barkley and Hall. And so I think I'm set there, but I just need to, I want to, was wondering whether you had any advice as to how to strengthen the wide receiver core uh, so that I don't sort of flame out again at the end of the season. And thanks so much for, for your yeah. help. Yeah, no worries. I, to be honest, I think you're making it sound more bleak than it actually is. I think you got some good pieces there. Some of the, the rookies that could come on as the year goes along that we're already seeing 
break out a bit. Um, and I think you're, you're making a smart move there. I think if you're looking for a play this week, Rondell Moore would be the guy. If you're looking rest of the season, it's, it's tight between Moore and Wondell Robinson, but there's a chance that Wondell Robinson actually has more value because he could emerge as the number one receiver in that Giants offense. Cause man, they're getting nothing from any of the other receivers. So there's a possibility that more that uh, Robinson as a second round pick um, and a guy that was picked by this staff too could step into quite a bit of volume in that offense. So I kind of do like him as the stash because we don't really know what Rondo Moore's role is going to be when DeAndre Hopkins comes back there. Um, but honestly, like when T Higgins gets healthy here and you got some of those younger guys that could step up as the year goes along, you already have Cooper cup. Like, I don't think the receiving core is, is as bad as, as you're making it sound. Uh, well, you don't have my luck. So I think, <laughs> and, and, and I'll be brief because I want, I want to let the others get on. So would you actually, so I was thinking about dropping Rondell Moore after this week to pick up Jameson from Detroit and just hope yep. and hold. Uh, or, and then I actually don't think Bateman's, I think Bateman's foot issue is going to be the same as Najee Harris's, unfortunately. So uh, and I don't, so I, and I just didn't know whether or not you would hold on to them or just cut bait since it's a redraft league anyway. And thanks again for your help. Yeah, no worries. Um, I, yeah, let's see what more does this week. I think you're thinking about it the right way that when Hopkins comes back, you might want to move on for some, for somebody else. I actually, I like Jamison Williams quite a bit as a stash right now, even though he's coming back from the ACL tear, um, you know, probably won't get the max end of what he could do as a rookie because of that injury. But in that Detroit offense, he has been, you know, their, their offense has been fantastic. So he is a guy that really fits in there well and could have a strong end of the season too. So I really like him as a stash out of all those names. You said Williams would be the guy that I'd be stashing and, and hoping for the highest ceiling there for sure. Um, but yeah, I think you're thinking about it the, the right way. Definitely. Uh, moving on to the next one. Keep going here. Paul Coates is next. And yeah, this that is the way to think about it. You're looking for pure upside with those last few bench spots. So, uh, you know, grabbing guys like that, the receiving core. Uh, somebody else that I think is a, a really sneaky stash is Zamir White. I almost put him as one of the stashes and start sit stash quit this week, but he's on buy. But that might be the time to grab him right now because Josh Jacobs is getting so much volume. You worry that if Josh Jacobs gets hurt, all of a sudden Zamir White could be the guy to, to step in there. So just something to keep in mind. If you got that extra bench spot, if you need some help at running back, Zamir White almost made the uh, the list of stashes, and he probably will be in there as one of the stashes next week. Paul, what's up? Um, how are you thinking Isaiah McKenzie's role in the Bills offense is going to be this week? I think he's going to step right back into to pretty serious volume, and I think he's a pretty solid wide receiver three flex. Um when it's a, a concussion like that and when they, you know, take time with the guy and they let him sit out for a week, normally when they come back, they're in pretty good shape. It's not like we're talking about a knee injury or an ankle injury or something like that. So I think McKenzie's going to step right back in. I think that's going to be a high scoring game. And I think he's going to be a, a wide receiver three flex option in this one. Do you think Michael Thomas will ever go back to the wide receiver where he had lead league in targets and all that? No, I don't. I talked about that before the season. Now, like back then, they just didn't have many options in the passing game. And now they have some legit other options, especially with Olave emerging. So, no, I don't think Thomas is ever going to be the you know top 12, top 15 guy that we saw before. I think he's more of a, a wide receiver three. And at the moment, a wide receiver three that can't even stay healthy. So uh, not a guy that I really want on my team if you can get something of value for him at this point. All right. That's all I needed. Thank you. Good stuff. Nice and quick. We'll move on to the next one. 
already at 1.30. Man, the time flies when we do these. Uh, you know what, Jay Bakes, I'm going to give you one more shot. We've had some luck when we've given people a second chance to connect here. Let's see if we can get you on. Can still go for another uh, another 10 minutes or so, hopefully. Jay Bakes, I don't know what it is. We are not connecting. Sorry, we got to move on to the next one here. Don't know if it's bad Wi-Fi. Hopefully it's not on my end. Seems like everything's going well this week over here. Keep bouncing through. Matt Mays is up next. Matt Mays, what's going on? Love your content. Love great. your podcast. Um, quick question on um, – so Alexander Madison is sitting out there on waivers, wanting to pick him up, maybe drop Chase Edmonds. Um, he's, he's really crushing me. I was really helpful. <laughs> um, but at any rate, um, but I don't think I'm going to get Alexander Madison. So would it be – I have Eckler as well. So would it be time to be – Go ahead and stashing somebody like Joshua Kelly, or is that? Oh, uh, there's really yeah, not I much would, else I out there. Try, yep. Yeah, I would try for Madison, mm-hmm. um, and if you can't get if you can't get Madison, then Kelly is a, a great pickup. Normally, I wait to do like the the immediate backups right. for my players. Like I normally wait till later in the season to do that because you still want to grab some guys that could break out and all of a sudden you could have Eckler and another player in your lineup. Um, kind of like I was mentioning, like a Zemir White or something. Right. Earlier. Yeah. Um, but Kelly has definitely emerged to the point where Kelly now is one of those guys that could give you flex value. And then also has that incredible upside. Like last week we saw him just really emerge as the backup there. Um, so yeah, he is a guy that I would definitely want to have on my roster. And if there isn't much else out there, then you probably got to get him now. You're probably not going to have a chance to get him later. And he was one of my stashes. He beat out Zamir White to be okay. one of my uh, stashes and starts at stash quit this week. So Kelly, definitely somebody I'm trying to pick up on my teams. All right. That works for me. Thanks so much. Right on. No problem. Going to Jared Hill next. Ah, these connecting issues. There we go. We got you, Jared. What's up? Hi, Justin. Appreciate all your help uh, and all that you do. Um, I listened to your advice in week two with Amon St. Brown, and I was able to, to, to trade him for Michael Thomas. Um, but unfortunately, that was the only week that I won. Uh, so I'm, I'm still one in four, and I, I need to change some things up. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on my recent trade. I just traded uh, Christian McCaffrey for David Montgomery and Alvin Kamara. Um, but I, 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 I looked at the trade chart, and it looked like I was ahead on that, but yep. um, I wanted to hear your thoughts on that and, and what what other re- maybe recommendations you have for me to to switch things up here and if I should move off of Jalen Waddle because you know he hasn't been producing since two has been out. So yeah, yeah. So yeah. So uh, where do we start here? So the McCaffrey trade, like a reminder with the trade value chart that it's sort of a guide, right? Like I'm giving you like sort of approximate values of how I see guys the rest of the season, but then you have to factor in like what your roster looks like. Are you a contender? You know, do you have a losing record and you need to make some moves to try to get some wins immediately? Like a lot of those other things factor in, right? So on paper, yes, you know, McCaffrey for two other pieces like that is a decent trade. And I don't think it's a bad deal at all. I actually made a trade last week where I moved on from McCaffrey and I got, uh, Kamara back as well. I also got Mark Andrews in the deal. There were some other pieces in there. I sent Travis Etienne. I sent 
Dotson. There was a couple other guys, but um, basically the deal for me worked out to uh, McCaffrey. And then I was happy to get back Kamara and, and Andrews. So if you really needed the help at running back, mm-hmm. um, not a terrible, not a terrible trade. To yeah. Get Kamara who, whose value like went up last week, obviously. And that's why I made the deal before um, last week's game. Cause I expected he was going to have a good one. And Kamara, I think is going to be, you know, not that far off what we could see from Christian McCaffrey. I also worry with a guy like McCaffrey that if that team's doing as poorly as we project that they're probably going to do the rest of the season and he starts getting nicked up a little yeah. bit late in the year, is he going to maybe sit down at that point, right? Is he really going to continue to to tax himself on a team that, you know, has no chance of making the playoffs? Right. So that's a bit of a concern. That That's pure speculation on my part, though. He very well might play right till the end. But um, I like the move for, for Kamara. Now, Montgomery, not the best piece to get back necessarily. What I would probably be looking to do now is trading Jalen Waddle and Montgomery for something, okay. if you can, if that doesn't thin out your starting lineup too much. Uh, because those two guys together maybe could bring you back something nice. But the other thing you got to remember with Waddle is that Tua is going to be back soon. So it's not going to be this week, but when Tua comes back, that offense could get right back to where it was early in the season. So um, his value right now is probably a little lower. That's essentially what I'm saying is that his value right now is probably a little lower than what it could be at the high end. So maybe you know, if you're trying to trade him after time. he had a yeah, big game. Maybe it's not a good time to sell him now because he's – his, his value is a little low right now. Yeah. Yeah. What's your record right now? So I'm, I'm one in four. And unfortunately, you know, I might, I might go to one in five or uh, one in five because I, Derek Carr was out. So I had to play Carson Wentz and okay. that did not yeah. work out. <laughs> <laughs> didn't go well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, and yeah, now, now Montgomery's already played too. So you can't even trade him this week. Um, yeah, you you might be in tough for for this week without knowing the rest of your your lineup. You might be in tough for that one, but yeah, I'll tell you, I had a team, I had a team last year that I believe was two and six or two and seven, mm. um, and just like littered with injuries early in the season. But my lineup was pretty good, and then everybody got back healthy. I made a couple trades, and I went on to make the playoffs and win the title in that league. So. You're never okay. out of it, you okay. know. You're, so there's, you're, there you're might still be got a shot, um, <laughs> okay. and maybe you don't want to make a panic trade this week if it already looks like you're probably going to lose. So maybe yeah. you start looking ahead to next week and beyond. And I did an episode a couple weeks ago about some of the things you could do when you have a losing record. You know, trying to work with the bye weeks and things like that, where you're not having buddy on buy. You trade away the guys that have buys coming up for guys that have buys later in the season or guys who already had their buy. And then later in the season, when the buys come up, you trade those guys away for guys who already had their buy. And you, you keep trying to field a, a full lineup just to grind out wins any way you can to try to get back in the playoff hunt. Right. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Justin. Thanks so much. Yeah. No worries. I wish I had more of a, a magical answer that could fix all those problems and get your team going again. But unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't. All right. We're going to go to Muneeb next. Muneeb, who messaged me last week and said that he is in here every week. And then I hadn't taken his question yet. And so I answered his question on Twitter. Because of that, I felt bad. And now we got him here and it's not connecting. Come on. This will be brutal. I'm going to feel really bad if we can't get you on here either. No, that that connecting. It is just, it's evil having to look at that every time. I'm going to have to move on. We're almost out of time here. I can't spend any more time waiting. I'm really sorry, Maneeb. If you have a question again, you could shoot it to me on on Twitter and I'll try to answer it. I do have that wedding tonight, so I might not have as much time, but I will, uh, I'll try to get to that one. 
Uh, next up, L Train has been in here for a little while. We will go to L Train next. Hey, can you hear me? A couple more minutes, and then I got to bounce. Can you hear me? L Train, what's hey, up? Hey, how's it going? So I got. I'm doing got, well. a, got a trade question. So I feel like I'm good at running back. I got Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Jeff Wilson, Brian Robinson, Kenneth Walker. It's a 12 team, yep. half PPR, but my receivers are uh, Cortland Sutton, Christian Kirk. I do have Olave and Dotson on my IR, but uh, also uh, Brandon Ayuk. And so I was offered Aaron Jones and Kenneth Walker for Stephon Diggs and James Conner. I just don't know if James Conner is enough to kind of make up for it. The chart says I come out even, but I'm just curious, like, your thoughts on if that's enough to kind of make up to keep running back depth. Well, just a little bit worried about the Connor injury, um, so that would that would be the the big issue there. And and trading those two guys just for Diggs, I at the moment where I think Walker's value is going to start to go up in the next couple of weeks as we as people see him play more. I don't think people realize how good he can be. Um, so yeah, I would look for something better than Connor as the the second piece in that deal. I think you're giving him really possibly you are giving him two RB ones for the rest of the season. Like that's how good Walker could be for fantasy the rest of the way. So um, that that would be a big time concern. I think the way I had it ranked, like in my trade value charts, my rest of the season rankings, I think Walker was like top 15 at running back. Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, that's a lot of value to give up. Even though Stefan Diggs is amazing, um, I would try to get a better piece than James Conner back. All right. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. I like that you're trying to trade for one of my bills, though. Always, always great to see. You want to load up your roster with bills, especially this year. That is not me being a homer. All right, Maniva, I'm going to go to you one more time here. I think this might be the last one. If we get you, if we don't, I'll get one more in. Oh, Justin. There we go. We got you. What is hey, what's up? going on, Justin? I'm <laughs> doing well. Um, I, okay. Um, a couple things here. Um, the first one, mainly Derek Henry. Um, you mentioned in, after week two that we should, I was surprised you had, you had a, podcast uh buy five and sell five and he was he was in the sell five right um so right now i mean we know the line's still not great um his yards per carry is still below four um we've just been lucky with the touchdowns you think it's a good time to trade him now yeah i mean i i would look to move on i think he's benefited a little bit from the schedule being a little lighter in some of those recent games um, you know, now he's going on to the buy, so you might not, you know, you might not get as much value if you have a losing record and you want to move him because he's on buy and you want to get a piece you can use this week. I understand that. Um, normally if I was going to make a trade, I wouldn't be trading the guy away while he's on buy. Cause I feel like people aren't going to pay quite as much when they can't use the player that week and get really excited about them. So I might wait until next week to do it. But yes, I think this is the time, um, there'll be some, some tougher matchups coming up with, you know, the, the Chiefs and the Broncos and the Packers. And um, yeah, I, I, I worry about Henry too. Like at his age, the older backs in the second half of the season, I, I worry that they could break down a little bit. Now, Henry's somebody that constantly proves us wrong, proves me wrong, and just keeps coming out and delivering. And you mentioned another instance where he did it there where uh, I thought he was a sell, sell high or sell low, sorry. Um, early in the season and he comes back out and ends up turning it around the last few weeks. But I think that was pretty matchup based. And and I think there will be some tougher games for him along the way. And because that Titans offense is still not great. I mean, Henry got it done in those matchups, but that Titans offense, I'm not sure that there's a silver lining for them coming, you know, other than Henry just trying to get it done himself. So I would still be trying to move him. Yeah. 
Yeah, see, the, the only good part there is he, he, he started to get involved in the passing game after week two. And before that, I, I, don't think, I don't think he had a catch, right? Yeah, I think he did and didn't. I think he did for a couple games. I'd have to pull it up here. But I think – and then I think it, it flipped back around if I'm not wrong, right? Like last week, I don't think he was as involved. Let me pull it up here quick. Normally, I don't pull up the stats live while we're talking, but you got me curious about this yeah, one. Last yeah, week. I guess he had two. He had two catches. He got two targets last week. But yeah, week three and four with the five and six targets, that was intriguing. And then yeah, last week it was still down to two. But um, yeah, I mean he's everything they have, right? Like they have to to lean on him. So the volume will be there. Hopefully, doesn't break down. Um, but with some tougher matchups, I mean, I know they have the Eagles later in the season. They got some tougher matchups. So. Uh, I, I think it would be smart to, to move on from him, uh, especially after a couple of good games and those good matchups. Okay. Um, the second question, pretty quick. What's your outlook for MVS? Do you think he could step up as the number one wide receiver for the Chiefs? I think the number one receiver for the Chiefs, I think, is kind of misleading because I don't know that they're going to have a number one receiver consistently throughout the rest of the year. I think they're going to continue to spread the ball around. I think there'll be games where MVS steps up. There's going to be games where... Juju does a little more. I mean, we've seen Juju go over 70 yards in two games and then kind of not have a very big uh, role in terms of target share of the other games. So I think they're going to mix it up a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if Sky Moore starts to take on a little more as a, a rookie in the second half of the season. Um, not that I think Sky Moore is going to emerge as the number one there, but I just I don't see MVS profiling as a true number one. So he is more of that boomer bust wide receiver three who can give you big weeks. Um, especially if he connects on a, a long one, if he hits that long touchdown, that'll be a great week for you. But then there's going to be a really low floor there as well, like there is with basically every receiver in the Chiefs offense, in part because Travis Kelsey's there and he's the, the real number one receiver in that offense. And in part because Mahomes told us before the season that this is how they were going to approach it and they were going to spread the ball around moving forward. And that's what they've done so far. He wasn't lying at all. So MVS will be out there. Nice to have a piece like him connected to, to Patrick Mahomes, but just got to be realistic about what he can give you. And and to me, that's, you know, that boomer bust wide receiver three kind of value. Yep. Thanks a lot, Justin. I appreciate it. No worries. And I appreciate you uh, joining us every single week there and finally getting your question in this time around. So I got to call it there. I am really sorry. I apologize if I didn't get to your questions. I know you're taking the time out to participate in these and I wish I could get to every single one every week, but it's a challenge with how many come in, you know, not just here, but on Twitter as well. I mean, heck, even my friends are hitting me up. Even the groom for the wedding today, I went to his bachelor party a couple of weeks ago. And during the bachelor party, he handed me his phone and wanted me to make pickups and check out all his teams and help him out there. But that's why I love this time of year. So if I didn't get to your question, if you have more pop up over the next couple of days here before Sunday, hopefully my content over at the score can help you figure things out. If not, Come see me during that Twitter takeover on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern. I'll tweet out the links. The score account will tweet out the links. You can find it all there. Until then, though, congrats in advance to my buddy Chris and his fiance and, and soon-to-be wife, Janelle. Big thanks to everybody for all the questions today. And big thanks to everybody who tuned in for this one. And we will see you next time. Said leave on time, my baby. Said leave on time. Leave on time with me